All right, happy April, Jim. How was hey, your Easter? Ah, oh, wonderful. How was your Easter? He is risen. Let's sure go. Is. Episode 75. We're, we've all risen. We're getting it. We have all risen to start a, a new week. Monday here. How you feeling? How was Easter for you? It was great. We were out of town. We went to... We couldn't get there soon enough, so we went an hour closer to Easter. <laughs> Old Eastern time zone. So eager for the resurrection. Yeah, it was no, it was a great weekend. It was really nice. Good weather, nice place. You know, Sarah says I never give her any credit, but I'm gonna give all the credit this episode to the Easter bunny. That's that's <laughs> who gets all the credit this week. And we know who I'm talking about, right? The Easter bunny did everything. Planned it out. Yeah. Hid the, uh, I was, I, you know, there was participation other than the Easter Bunny. But we had a uh, debate. Did, did your Easter Bunny hide the basket? When I was a kid, yeah, the Easter Bunny would hide the basket. Okay, yeah. This, these are all questions for when you were a kid. Not for... <laughs> now, not as much. If so, they're doing a really good job because I haven't I, found it yet. Like, I put it out. I put it out this year. But uh, no, he didn't hide it this year. It was still there. <laughs> When I got up and I was disappointed. <laughs> right where I left it. <laughs> did you celebrate? Did you have an Easter? I did. I went to, uh, I went to brunch uh, with some family and um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a nice day, man. It was beautiful weather. It was perfect outside. The Easter brunch was normalized before attending some morning service, right? In reflection of the, holy event now it fits nicely with the holy saturday hangover the final four hangover (laughs) so going to church is what happens so i was at a vigil last night for gonzaga (laughs) it was went into overtime it was the vigil was did you catch that game the easter vigil Uh, unbelievable unbelievable i love the uh i love the intention i love the idea of I'm going to hit the shot and I'm going to run up and jump on that table and do what, you know, like I, I love the move. I love the thought process behind it. It was great. That was one of those games where you will remember if you're watching it live. And I was, I was watching it with my brother-in-law and nephews, and some nieces. It was just like that game was something else and building the entire time possession by possession. So incredible, man. I mean, you don't get a lot of games like that. And like that is just going to be synonymous with Luther Vandross and that song forever, you know? <laughs> right. One shiny moment. But dude, I can remember <laughs> when all that coming together and, and certain uh, March Madness where the final four would be on the night of Holy Saturday. And we would sometimes go to that vigil. And I don't know if you can appreciate this. I know you didn't really, you weren't as brainwashed as I was, but the Easter Correct. vigil mass is like a three hour deal. They do a ton of, uh, no, it is, you know, that going in, you know, how you go to church and they're like first reading, first reading, second reading at the vigil, they're like third reading, fourth reading, (laughs) seventh reading. And you're like, what? And then they're like, and then there's an epistle. What's an epistle? (laughs) It comes before the last reading, the gospel. (laughs) It's just, they they pretty much read the whole book. That's in three hours of church. Do they get a break? Do you get a halftime? No, but there's some, 
they keep you engaged. Like they hand out candles at some point and you got to hold it for a while. That kind of, okay. that, that burning wax falling on your hands that, that wakes you up for the last hour and a half. Do it every time, right? They probably did like some they, uh, market research back in the day. Like we're noticing a lot of people are nodding off like the 90 minute mark. What are we, we, how about we pass out some candles, light them on fire, let that wax drip on them. That'll get, that'll upright them. Yeah, that'll help. Because I got to do four more readings. I got to get these readings in. <laughs> like it's the same stuff. Is there more sitting and standing? Like do they, do they make you go up and down more just to kind of. Yeah, you know, shake it out a little bit. Yeah, there is more. A lot of up and down. Like Which bow I heard. your head and then neck rolls just to make sure you're, <laughs> you're feeling okay. You ever see the old like footage of like a, a mass or a church and they would like click the altar boy, I think. They would click when they would sit and stand. It was almost it was like training dogs. Very Pavlovian. Because that was the signal. There were a lot of, you know. A lot of signals, a lot of ringing bells. Some churches will still, like a lot of these old school churches, will still ring the bells during the um, incredible during the the Eucharist part. I am. Uh, these traditions are lost on me. I don't think I like. I just wasn't. You know, we weren't there enough to to know all the traditions of it. But if I went to a mass and it was three hours long, I would leave a very bad Yelp review. I feel like I would be unhappy with the situation. Would you go though for love? No. <laughs> I mean, potentially. I don't know if I ever loved everyone that much, but sure, I think so. So, what was your? You would just get into Easter for what? You would celebrate just because it was going on, but you weren't really into like the meaning of it. Like we were Christian. We just weren't raised Catholic. You know what I mean? Like we still, we still believed in everything, but I mean, you couldn't knock it out in 45 minutes. You know, that was, uh, we weren't going to be there. Like, I don't feel good saying this, but like, you know, church was part of our Sunday. It wasn't our Sunday, which it seems like it would be when you're talking about the Easter mass. Yeah. Well, I've noticed that Easter is like the, the, the church part of it has decreased, but the buying and giving part of it has increased. Good. Easter Bunny is hauling more than he used to haul. <laughs> yeah, man, it was just uh, when I was a kid, it was a basket with some fake grass and a couple of Reese's eggs, you know, maybe a few of the marshmallow peeps, and uh, but no that, real presents. That fake grass was not allowed in our house. That was like outlawed. It was like you you would be checked at the door. Heroin, you probably get more likely to get in the home than shredded <laughs> grass. Stuff was ridiculous. And it would get everywhere. Of course it did. Like, even though it wasn't allowed in your home, I'm surprised no one just tracked it in there by accident. <laughs> right. But it Some was. Your friends coming up for Easter morning at their house and it's like, who brought this grass in here? <laughs> it was like jelly beans, candy, and a big bunny. Maybe a big chocolate bunny. That was the, the loot. And you were happy about it, right? Oh, and you were happy about it. Love that bunny. You were eating it until May. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little stale and you're like, well, this or no chocolate. Let's go. My kids are like, Easter Bunny brought us headphones for Fortnite. It's like, you broke. Your he- Does Easter Bunny know you <laughs> broke? Your headphones that Santa gave you? Does Easter Bunny talk to Santa? 
They're, they work with the warranty division, and they're up there together. Uh, hey, these are broken. We need to get a replacement in. <laughs> Did the Easter, Easter Bunny leave a note not to put the cord in your mouth when you play? <laughs> yeah, it's out of it's out of control. But it's early morning. These, sure. uh, these holidays are still, when the kids are involved, they're up, and they're fired up, finding, got to look for everything. So tell me, the, tell me the move in the McGann household. Do you hide the baskets? I'm sorry, does the Easter Bunny hide the baskets? No, growing up, the, the bunny, the Easter Bunny would hide the basket, but the Easter Bunny does not hide the basket anymore. Basket's out there. Okay. And just the eggs, just the eggs. Do you dye eggs? Did you guys do that ahead of time? Oh, yeah. Huge project, right? Throw the tablecloths out. We, we were with the cousins, too, so it was, I mean, there were like five dozen eggs out there. Oh, and Wow. And my kids not using that, that tool has never worked. It collapses immediately as soon as you put an egg in it. The, <laughs> the coat hanger thing that they just yeah. throw in there, you got to mold into the never fits. What kind of Our egg? It's like Pops a, yeah, right. Pause people, that family just sits on their ass for 11 months. And then they're like, hey, let's go. Come on. Get up. Get on your feet. They are kind of funny today. Easter's early this year. They are on the ball. They make it happen. You never hear of them. You cannot be a busy market the rest of the year. You know what I mean? Right. Are they they putting anything in stores outside of early March? I don't know. They they just do the Easter stuff, right? I think so, right? There's a sign on their door. It's like closed for the next 11 months. We'll be back. Be right back, and then back is with two A's. <laughs> like, damn it, Paz. <laughs> Paz, we'll be right back. Somewhere there's a part of the uh, country where, like, that those people, like, they know each other, right? Like, they're at the same country club, like, that they're like, <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, there's, they're the Paz family. What? Oh, those, they're those Pazes? That's them? Yeah, the guy's total jag off. Like he hardly ever tips the caddies. <laughs> oh my I god! I hope he has like wild. Does, does like, he dye his hair? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Not the pause guy all. dyes his hair. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I wonder where that. Uh, if you trace that back, is that a family, family name? That's something that we should teach the Brimleys. We should be learning that. Let me. I have a, a laptop here, Jim. I'm. I'm starting to take this a little more seriously. I have like two screens, like a, I'm a day trader here. A lot Wait, going what? on. Let me, <laughs> let me type this up. I just looked it up. Pause um, also means platform as a service. It's a new cloud computing offering. So get your own word. Techies. Stop. They never can make up a word. They just always like the, the, the acronym becomes a word. There's no creative juice. There at all? I guess not. I mean, it makes sense, though. If that's what it is, right? Okay, I got to the Paz website, and they're... Uh, <laughs> Dude, they're- as I said, there's no creative juice at all. I'm on their website, too. And it's all I see is <laughs> extremely pleased. Extra special. <laughs> all the, the like, oh, no. They really do only work one month a year. <laughs> <laughs> Do some egg puns and let's get out of here. They're probably sold to some conglomerate by now. 
we should call them in May just to see how confused they are, like with product questions. <laughs> like, wait, what, why are you dying eggs now? I'm on the contact us site. I'm just going to contact name Jim Flanagan, email. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Who owns you guys? Where are you from? <laughs> what country club do you belong to? Are you, did you start in Chicago? <laughs> Everything starts in Chicago, Patrick. I would love to know where they're from, though. Everything does start in, in Chicago. I saw a great piece of that being confirmed by ESPN. Did you see, you talk about Brimley topics popping up. I've seen Nancy Faust popping as she it okay. beyond deserves, right? That's na 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 hey hey story. You brought it to my attention. I watched it last night with Josephine. That thing was what a great piece and really. Like solidified this song. It's been become so normal that at the end of a game, right? People start chanting it or when there's a picture change or someone gets ejected, just all the different ways they use it, but that she started it playing the organ at Comiskey park. I mean, they were showing that they used it in Congress. You see that? Oh yeah. Where they showed like, when a bill didn't pass, it did the na-na, hey, hey, goodbye. I mean, all came from, so that was the crazy thing. What I did not realize was that, like, the song was okay, it was popular. And then when Nancy started playing it, and then when that got popular then, the Steam, I think they were called, or Steam, the band, they re-released it a decade later. And, like, it got much bigger, and it was, like, subtitled The White Sox Theme. Yeah, like, her name was on it. She's got, the, like, the gold yeah. record. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? I love that they played it in Congress. This doesn't show the partisan side of things that were now <laughs> jeering. Yeah, dude, they play it now. Like if a bill fails, that's they just have, they have an organist there that they just people got signs. Whatever they don't give us stimulus money, they sing about it. <laughs> Unbelievable that they're singing it there. Yeah, but that was a we got a great story. We got to find a way to get that audio to the Brimleys for anyone who hasn't yet heard it. I mean, we did a we did a Zoom fundraiser. We had Nancy on along with Ron Kittle. Nancy uh, played us some songs on the organ. She would uh, she would play some different things for different hitters. She played that song. I mean, it was we met her donkey. It was incredible. Yeah, right. She had the donkey. It was great. Yeah, the Hall of Fame uh, gave her a big shout out recently, and then that ESPN piece. So cool to see. Could not be nicer, more personable. I mean, every dealing we had with her was just like top notch. It's really cool to see someone who deserves it that much get that type of uh, that type of treatment. Yeah, she randomly texted me a picture of her donkey a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> she was just like, Good morning. She's funny, man. She is funny. We really enjoyed talking with her. Going back to the uh, Easter stuff. The East Bunny did give Josephine a box of something that I uh, that caught my eye. I didn't even know these were back, but I thought I would show you since you're a sports card. What? 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 Sports card collector yourself. A box of garbage oh, pail kids. A couple of GPKs for the kids. Garbage pail. Are these Your worth anything? They might be if there's if there's any rare ones uh, before your kids get their greasy paws on. Make sure you put them in sleeves. No. Um, your kids seem too mature and sophisticated to enjoy the type of humor that I would like. Did, did, tell me about this. Do they love them? 
I mean, Joe's just opened one pack. I think she was like, these are gross, like mean. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're awesome. Can I can I bring them on the podcast? They're it's right up our alley. Sort of mean and nostalgic. <laughs> Do you remember any of the originals? Oh yeah, I had some of those. Right? I'm trying to Do you remember any of the names? There was like scary, Carrie, Harry. There was yeah. a like what was the um the zit one? Something was oh pepperoni. The name. It's like pepperoni pad or something, and he had acne. <laughs> Dude, I had a pep- I had a signed. I had a signed couple signed garbage pail kids. Did you ever get one? Did you meet Pepperoni Pat? I met him. Yeah, he signed it with in his pus, in his zit pus. You know how much it's worth? Very little. It's worth a trip to the doctor, I would imagine. You that's one it. of the that's a cringe word. Put that in the cringe, cringe category. No one likes pus. Pus. And and then if you pronounce it the other way, it's also uncomfortable. It's not. I, did you say Puss or puss? No. no, I'm pussy. I have a lot of puss. <laughs> Do you ever see that? Like, how am I supposed to read this? I'm dead either way. <laughs> puss and boots? <laughs> yeah, his, his, his foot was infected. No, it's puss and boots. I remember, um, I remember the kid on the toilet. His name was Rolls Royce. That one was my favorite. Like, that was the most clever name to me. His name was Royce, and he was on a toilet, like driving down the street, and it had toilet paper rolls for wheels. And his name was Rolls Royce. It that's, was so clever. That seems like that when they had money and started hiring real clever people, because the the first few <laughs> were just the the most low hanging fruit, like puke Luke, or just yeah, right, or like Rolls Royce sounds very clever. I mean, these inf- these garbage pile kids must have influenced so many people. It's like a Mad Magazine thing, right? You got comedy, you pick, you know, Pixar probably started, was started by people that invented Garbage Pail Kids. Do you know that? They were invented in Chicago, Garbage Pail Kids, and then they, <laughs> then they started Pixar. That can't be real. <laughs> Good to make that up, right? That's not the straight. Difference. What were they, like, Messy Tessie? Adam Bomb was the other one I remembered. Adam, oh, Adam Bomb. Bomb, I remember that one, yeah. It was a great one. Dude, there are some that are going for a lot of money online. Get out of here. If you have a a gem mint atom bomb, you can get over five grand for that on eBay. Really? It's art. Who would they... they were, so they were going off of the Cabbage Patch look, right? Garbage Pail Kids? Absolutely. And then it had like Absolutely. the Mad Magazine feel. Who Who came out with this? They must have made a fortune. Top, top made them. Tops made them out of the but gate. Yeah, but I don't know who. Uh, you know, I don't know like who was behind them. The series, uh, like who, you know, who came up with the idea. The series was the brainchild of Tops consultant and Pulitzer Prize winning Pulitzer Pulitzer, however you want to say it, cartoonist Art Spiegelman, who came up with the pro- product idea after the success of his earlier creations. Garbage, candy, and wacky packages. What do you think, like, led to this? You think, like, he farted one time and they called him Farty Artie? And he was like, <laughs> man, I gotta, I gotta turn this into some revenue for the company. And then he drew a picture of it. <laughs> I want to look for, like, pop culture references. Like, 
was it in a movie when we were kids when they're there was an, a garbage pail kids movie back in in the 80s right oh yeah they did make a movie about it i'm talking about also like were they ever like unpacking a, a like in goonies was there like a garbage pail kid maybe not yeah, here they made a movie in 87. A live action film, Campy Production, made it both critical and commercial flop. That's probably like, a, <laughs> people probably love it now. But like, what do you expect? You know what I mean? Like, what do you, ex- like... It wasn't good? Like a box office success, like Rolls Royce driving Adam Bomb to the, <laughs> you know, like, what are they doing? Like... I couldn't even tell you what kind of plot would you even make for this type of movie. We got to save the orphanage. Adam Bomb was actually pretty cool. Like he was, he was not, he was misunderstood. (laughs) But in the end. Nasty testing up having ADD. Maybe that was the movie. We just figure out what's behind all of it for everybody. Like, hey, Rolls Royce just has irritable bowel syndrome. That's all. (laughs) I remember getting a pack of those. And was like, okay, this is it. Like, this is, the joke's over. It's like, it's one joke. So after one pack, I just was immediately back to baseball cards, basketball cards. Like, I'm not going to spend money on, I didn't have like a pile of garbage pail kids. Like, you didn't trade them. Really? They, they didn't like hold value. They were all just the same to me. No? Were you like, oh, I, mean, I have a... I got a chomping Chad. Like I just opened a pack here. Buttercream Maxine. Steve Heave. This guy's just throwing up an icy. He's a polar bear. Steve Heave. All right. This guy's a Twinkie. What do you think his name is? He's a Twinkie. He's a Twinkie? He's, he's been shot many times. But very inappropriate, but shot, but not by bullets. Shot by cream, looks like. Um I, I have no guess on this one. He's a Twinkie. Like Twinkie Tom? Like cream. what? Creamed Phil. Creamed Phil. Oh. This is Condiment Cody. Condiment Cody is putting... Uh, so, And then th- this is the same pack, and I got two. It's the same joke, same picture. Oh, my God. Look, look at this, dude. Twin Keith oh, you- and Creamed Phil. Two different names, the same picture. And then Condiment Cody is Wait, here, but over here he's Hot Dog, Hot Dog Dave. What a ripoff. I thought Dave is the worst. I mean, that's a terrible name, but they had like a variant. They all had like another name for him. I remember that too, for sure. That's not a ripoff, man. You got both variants in one pack? Variants. You got to be careful. That's a win right there. The Garbage Pail Kid variant. Remember remember Soft Boiled Sam? (laughs) No. We enjoyed Garbage Pail Kids very differently because while you're like, I was one and done, I was like, no, these were the coolest. I wanted like... Like, I was so jealous that my brother had a Rolls Royce and I didn't. Did you try and take it from him? Yeah, he tried to trade for a Rolls Royce, but no one's giving up that kind of quality craftsmanship and a joke. He's hanging on to that. See, this is the uh, suburban city difference, I think. This is where we... I disagree. There are two two paths. If I chose one, my life... One, <laughs> one had streetlights. <laughs> How does the uh, the Frost poem go? I don't even know. But I will tell you that uh, looking back at some of these, they were not okay. Like uh, Stitched Stella's other name was uh, Interracial Rachel. Oh, boy. <laughs> he just had, like, different, like, 
colored skin stitched together on it. Oh yeah. Wasn't there a twin like a Siamese ones? There was like a twins. Oh yeah. Did I talk about the uh thing I read about on the Siamese twins in Mo Rocca's book? Dude, I love this book. Tell me about it. The Siamese twins were real twins from Siam, now now known as Thailand. So they were conjoined twins. This is a sad story, but a crazy story. So they, and I don't know if I'm gonna have all this right, but they got, someone bought them as they were traveling through Siam, this, some, you know, British dude saw that he would make money off of them. He bought them? So he bought them. Oh yeah, people were for sale back in the day, like 18, early 1800s, conjoined twins. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Things got a dollar mark, right? No, it's disgusting. So they get bought and they have to travel to wherever. I think they end up in America. They, they tour them. They start making money off of these guys. And then the twins, they're smart. They realize that they're being basically enslaved and working for these people and hardly making any money. So they, bre- they, they break apart from, uh, from management, not from each other. <laughs> from each other? <laughs> right. We have to separate. <laughs> which was what, what was actually what uh, turned out to be. They shared a liver, these two. It's an unbelievable story. So they um, become free, work on their own, and they make it like a home life for themselves in the North Carolina. They both marry. They each marry someone else. And they each have like, one of them has 10 kids and the other one has like nine kids. And they divided their time between the two families and the other, they would go in like the catatonic meditative state when the brother was, you know, doing his thing. I mean, it's an incredible story. They have descendants in America still, but then it gets weird. They became like, um, wait, then it gets weird. Right. Well, no, then they become like, not the underdog. Like you're, you're kind of rooting for these people, right? At this point. Then they become like Southern sympathizers and slaveholders and contributed greatly to the Confederate cause. Then they oh became like pariahs, but they were very much after they toured. At one point they had to go back to touring because they lost money in like the depression or something. So there was some kind of, sure. not, not the depression. They, they lived in like the 1800s, but some kind okay. of economic depression. And um, they had to go back to touring. And then they died together, obviously. And even like the way Mulraka talks about this death, dude, it's insane. It's like, think about it. Like, you're just, you're sad that you watch your brother die. And then you yourself, you know that you are dying. And sure enough, because the one guy was actually more sick, but he took the other one with him. Oh, my God. Yeah, insane story. But that's where Siamese twins comes from, from these two. So they weren't, they didn't die at the exact same time. I mean, I know you kind of one into the other, but like, it wasn't like, and we're both dead. It was like half and then the other half. Like seven or eight hours later. And not like, you know, not a good way to go. You know, not that not, a lot of people can talk right. about that experience, but can you imagine the gravity of that? I mean, I, you hear all the stories about like couples, you know, where it's like after, after she went, you know, he didn't want to live without her. He went a day later. 
Right. This is like, this is like, ah, oh, poor my brother. Also, uh-oh, like this can't bode well. And that's the end of that TLC show. We all knew it was going to end this way. And the TLC show on the Siamese Twins is over. But as you're thinking this is mean for me making fun of them, they were slave owners. Reminder, open season. (laughs) Open season on the Siamese Twins because they own slaves. Because they were terrible people. (laughs) How crazy is that, though, after what they went through? Like 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 a Stockholm Syndrome type of thing. You know what I mean? Like after what they went through to then enslave other people it's right ridiculous it gives whole new meaning to the you, you look like your brother died what's wrong with you man look like you're talking about bad news your bro- <laughs> because i know how close you guys were and still are he's next to you yeah when his brother died i mean yeah he was sad man they were super close <laughs> they were inseparable <laughs> that's the word i was looking for Ah. <laughs> uh. We're being a couple of nasty nicks here. All right, we should be nicer to people. So you didn't really tell us much. Where were you? You were you were you guys were in Michigan for the weekend. Is that correct? Is that where you went for the holiday? Yeah, we were up in Michigan, New New Buffalo, Nuevo Buffalo, okay. which was All great. Right. And dude, I gotta tell you, Redamax was open. I didn't think it opened until May first, and I gotta tell you how I found out it was open. This was, and it just confirmed everything. Now, Redamax, if you guys don't know, you should. It's a place in New Buffalo, Michigan. One of the best cheeseburgers. They used to have a place in Chicago, actually, right by Zanies. The Redamax Zanies connection goes back. Did you know that? That there was a Redamax in Old Town, like kind of where O'Brien's was? Oh, you told me there was one in Chicago. I didn't realize where it was, though. That's so right by and our favorite club. And the family that owns Redamax opened the kitchen for Zany's Vernon Hills and Zany's Nashville. They went down there, like, consulted those that food, the menus, how they do things in the kitchen. Both those, both those clubs. That's Redamax influence. That's incredible. Isn't that crazy? How did Dan get that knowledge? Did you from Bert Haas? No, from, from Bert. I was talking to Bert and I w- was, we were talking about Old Town. My aunt lived there forever. So as a kid, we would go to Old Town and always be walking down Well Street and I'd always see Zanies and then I'd see like, you know, Redamax or Bizarre Bizarre, all these, there's a Crate and Barrel there, all these places. Anyway, we we're talking Old Time, Old Town and Bert was telling me about the, the connection. Fascinating stuff. Anyway, Redamax. I'm at the grocery store, the local, the Barney's in the aisle. And a guy is literally stocking shelves. And a girl that works there comes by like she's on break. It's like out of a movie, dude. I'm telling you. They both got their aprons on. And she's like, (laughs) she goes, how is your cheeseburger? You've been dying to have. And he's like, as good as I, you know, like he had been dreaming about (laughs) it. And I go. I sensed it. So I jumped in. Where did you get this cheeseburger? He goes, Redamax. I'm like, they're open? He goes, they opened yesterday. <laughs> they opened yesterday. We had it in our bellies three hours later. That was our audible dinner. So great. 
like drive home, but like Sarah, get the kids, put them in the car, let's go. <laughs> that place, I went up to the window and we were ordering for two families. You know, if this this guy didn't flinch at the size of my order, because I was, you know, like I said, ordering for 12 people. Don't you they didn't even like take the money. He's like, We'll text you when it's ready, cash or check only. We got an ATM inside. It's like, okay, cha-ching. Next. And their people were just lined up. And they had people in the place. Wow. That place is so good, though. But it's a seasonal so good. Seasonal place. They, I thought they opened May 1 to November 1st. But I guess they opened April like 1st. Because of food. They just they, they have a limited schedule, you know? Yeah. And maybe they know that things might be a little slower, open a month earlier. We're not doing anything wherever they're at anyway. Come up there. Yeah. People are going to be, I don't know. Who knows? But they were open. That's all I know. So what is it that makes, for the listener who doesn't know, what is it that makes their burger so special? It's, uh, it's They use Velveeta, correct? They use Velveeta cheese and they it's melted on there. And it's um, just fresh and generous size like it's it's a thick burger which i don't even really enjoy real thick burgers but theirs is nice good pickles some grilled onions that's how i do it i know you don't like pickles you're shaking your head but their burger no is so good and they, I've, I've turned around on the pickle on a burger you can get a, sh- come a full shake circle. oh yeah and now we burger yeah what I know. I'm growing, you know? I mean, update, update. Dude, I got to hang on. I got my notes. I got to update in, in my in my phone here, my file. Jim loves pickles now. <laughs> do you, as a sales guy, do you have notes of people in your, they, they would tell you that to do as, as a tip. I should do that, but I don't. <laughs> that's, what, that's what a good rep does. It's like, you know. Molly hates asparagus. You know, not me. I'm terrible at my job. That's good. <laughs> oh, spelling names wrong. Really? No, I'm. I'm kidding. I'm pretty good. I mean, I. I. But I don't have like notes about what people like and don't like. I think uh, certainly some people do. I'm not. Like I. I don't know. You're sometimes. A, uh, sometimes when I correspond, I'll like change their name to a garbage pail kid name, and it's just, <laughs> I don't mean to, but I'll be. You know. Like get gross gal. Like I met this woman gal, and I just started calling her gross gal. It's like, why are you doing that? <laughs> are you from the suburbs? <laughs> I um, I had some shows this weekend. I uh, I was back at Zany's in uh, in Rosemont doing some uh, distance live comedy. Yeah, how was it, man? A lot of fun, man. It's good to get up there and uh, work on some stuff. And uh, man, like. The good, the bad, all of it is just fun. You know what I mean? Like, like even when shit's not going great, like when you're working on a new bit, like even just like fighting through stuff is just fun again. It's been so long. Yeah, and the crowds are just happy to be out. And are you able to so just happy to be out. do they do you feel like they want to talk about like what's been going on or that they just wanna forget about it or a little bit of both? I'm working on like 10 minutes about like the last year. You know, like, and it's not necessarily about the pandemic, but just about my experiences and everything over the past year. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it varies some crowds, like, cause you can't ignore it. Right. So you all fit in the room. We've all lived through this experience together. 
Um, some crowds love it. Some crowds hate it. Maybe it's just the material's not good yet. I don't know. But it's very, like, they get touchy on certain things, you know? Uh, and because I think it's just because everyone's in different places, like, in their mind, you know, as to where things are, it's hard to, like, when you get them together, it's awesome. When you get everyone on the same page for a bit, it's fantastic. But it's not always as easy to do so because everyone's so spread out. Right. That's funny. That's good. Yeah, it's got to be a good experience for even to be a, a, an audience member just to see how people are reacting or responding. And it's communal. It's good. I can't wait. I'm going to try and get up uh, one of these nights this week and then, you know, just keep moving towards that. Let's go. I was thinking about like conversational icebreakers, like, cause people have anxiety. Like, how do you even, you know, when you see, and I felt it too. And I'm I'm like rusty talking to people. So I'm trying to come up with some new, new icebreakers. Right. It's hard. What the fuck happened? (laughs) So how many friends have you lost? That could apply to the virus or just like in general, like how many. On Facebook, how many people unfollowed you because of your beliefs? Like, how do you cope with your depression? How do you make it through? How, how, how did you survive? I thought you'd be dead. How did you make it through? Honestly, I was like, I told Sarah last March, I was like, Ooh, I bet we'll never see you again. And here you are in the flesh. Cannot believe it. There is a little bit of that feeling, right? About all of this is looking around, like who made it through? Like, maybe I overreacted a little bit. <laughs> I had a conversation the other day with someone. I was like, oh, you didn't have COVID? Like, I, was, I just assumed they did at some point. I just assumed that they would have been one of the ones, you know? I just say, like, when I said at, um when we were together at Kevin's, and I was like, everyone who I thought was going to get it, got it. <laughs> You're like, you thought I was going to get it? I'm like, no, I had down, not you. I knew you were. Everyone but you. You got ambushed. And then Kevin's like, my whole family has. Like, well, <laughs> I, I didn't think they were. Gonna... <laughs> I said, like, well, no. I said, well, of course. Your kids are in high school. That's harder. Like, yet I can control my yeah. kids. But more. Maybe I shouldn't have said what I said. Okay. Maybe I just shouldn't have said what I said. <laughs> the more you talk, it definitely doesn't help. Well, I can control my kids. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> definitely helping. Let me uh, try and tiptoe my way out of this. Maybe it is over for us. <laughs> When you were talking about uh, uh, just having those like conversations and icebreakers and stuff, I uh, I was listening. I was overhearing a conversation uh, at the comedy club where someone was just like, "Trust me, you're gonna see ten years from now. You're gonna watch ten years. I'm gonna tell you all about. You're gonna see all the bad stuff that happened from this vaccine." And I was just like, "If I were the person there to that conversation, I'd just be like, I hope we're not still friends ten years from now. <laughs> I don't want like I don't." I hope we don't ever complete this conversation. I don't want to be going through this for that long. I'm going to start doing that with everything that I, I'm just going to announce things. Like it might not sound right now, but 10 years from now, (laughs) you're going to know why you had to go get that for me. 10 years from now, (laughs) I'll tell you. That's the thing about conspiracy theories that like, you just, you can't disprove it because they watch. Just wait and see. It's going to be like that eventually. You're going to find out, you know? It's like, ah, even if I'm right, now I got to reconnect with that weirdo to tell them that they were wrong? 
I know, and I am with you. But then, like, they released footage that there really were like some UFOs a few months ago, six months ago, or did they really? Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, we have been hearing that. Yeah, I mean, all you need is a little modicum of truth out of any conspiracy theory to make all conspiracy theorists think that all conspiracy theories are real. And I think, I mean, we're all, it's like a spectrum. Like, everyone's got, like, things like, well, I believe that could happen. That might have happened, you know? Which is totally normal. I think people are more susceptible to it now than ever. People are vulnerable to that because they're, you know, depressed, lonely, they have anxiety. So if you're a con artist and you're listening, get after it now. It's feast time your for you. Time. This is your t- If you have a gimmick, run it. Pyramid <laughs> scheme, this is the time. If you have some calendars, some certain hair products, anything that is going to help us look better, feel better, start knocking on Go get yourself a couple of these twins. They'll be your main attraction. Start a circuit. Sell things that make people feel safe. That's a great thing to have right now. I'm going to start selling little blankies after my show. I'm going to sell security blankets. <laughs> after the show, it's going to say Brimley on it and have the podcast name on there. And just say, here, here's something to cuddle with, snuggle with, make you feel safe at night. Boom, $29.95. I'll sign it and everything. Let's go. <laughs> Not only will I sign it, I will have a garbage pail kid sign it too. <laughs> Hey, uh, we are a couple weeks behind on this, but uh, we never followed up on The Pretender. Did you watch? You know what? I got to be honest. I, I watched 80% of it, and I just couldn't yeah. finish it. And then it expired because I bought it. And I'm like, am I going to buy the end and watch 20 minutes? So what happened? Did yeah. he die? Yeah. I, was, I was hoping he, was, he died. <laughs> no, he's, uh, he's still, he was still with us at the end of it. Um, he... Like he, so the premise, let's, let's go through it. Right. And this is a documentary, the pretender about a guy who it like, like idolizes Sylvester Stallone as Rocky. And first of all, his parents are great. I love his parents at the beginning of this where they're like, yeah, when, when the movie came out, like we knew it was going to be big, but we never really realized it would impact our lives in the way it has over the next 40 years. You know what I mean? Like it, they do, they're awesome. Yeah, they found a way to talk about it, right? They've, they've probably been to a million therapists with this kid, <laughs> trying to figure it out, and they <laughs> they really do know how to make this guy feel safe being him. And he's yeah. obsessed. He's obsessed with Sylvester Stallone and Rocky. I mean, the clothing. The clothing the, is from like Stallone movies. Like, oh, well, Sylvester wore this in over the top or whatever, you know, like it, like everything about his life is. Right. It's like, I get it. Like you like Rocky and you want the trunks and the, the, the robe and dress like Rocky and all that, but you dress like tango. Like he got glasses from tango and cash dress. Like, like you got the same sport coat from stop or my mom will shoot. Like that's <laughs> not like, you're not just liking Rocky. You are right. You're you're out of your nest. You're what would you? What's a good Rocky analogy? <laughs> you're you're off your rocker. <laughs> you're off your rockier. 
<laughs> yeah, there's no way. Like, that's not normal. No, nothing about it's normal. The, I mean, the surprising part is how normal of a life he leads like this. He's got a wife who loves him and puts up with a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. I've seen the Rockies a few hundred times each. It's, uh, it's in our marriage contract. <laughs> I slept with Rocky. I've slept with John Rambo. I've slept with Tango and Cash. I shot. <laughs> I had sex with while his grandmother held a gun to us. Don't stop, or my my mom will shoot. Yeah, I don't know about. Um, were you surprised when he would go to the Rocky neighborhood, the street? Where you're like, that's not Rocky Street. It doesn't. And then yeah. they show the movie footage. Actually, Rocky was on the other night. On I think I texted you. It was on HBO. So I was like uninterrupted it's like i was watching my <laughs> my boys came in the room and like started watching it with me but um they um sure enough that is the street i don't still remember it that way he lived on a right awful street <laughs> but it was a great scene right how about the uh, neighbors did you see that part when the neighbors were like yelling at him like rocky do nothing this neighborhood Oh, yeah, and then he, he had, like, a complex about it, right? He felt real bad. Yeah, he got beat up about it. He was a little upset that uh, Rocky, didn't, Rocky didn't give back. Have you realized that maybe that's why his parents choose their words so carefully? He's pretty delicate. <laughs> this guy is delicate. We got to uh, make sure he's going to be okay. Yeah. I was running the stairs, Mom, at the museum, and someone made fun of my Rocky hoodie. They said I wasn't Rocky. <laughs> well, son, um, you know, I put the, oh, what's it? Is this the classifieds? Oh, look, the classifieds. Oh. Here, here's some. Jobs available. Here, I'm going to, you want a raw egg like Rocky does? Here, here, come on, I'll make you a raw egg. It's right here over by, by the wand ads. Do you want to, now, now who yelled at you at the museum again today? You know, that happens every day and you, you got to stop getting upset about it because, because they're right. You're not. You're not Rocky. <laughs> Someday they're going to make a movie oh. about me, Mom. <laughs> now, this is wh what I think about when I see this, right? Uh -huh. The guy's out of his tree a little bit, do, you know, with the obsession of Rocky, of Sylvester Stallone. Let's be honest. It's really Stallone because it, it bleeds into these other characters. The focus is on Rocky. We're, they almost let him off sure. the hook. Like that, I can understand, you know. Yeah, but well, I saw so him in that. So when he was in the tango glasses, it was over for me. That's when I was like, this dude is not normal. <laughs> but what I'm coming at it from this angle, thinking this legitimizes all of this behavior for right. him. Seeing himself, they made a documentary about me and how, like, I, I told you, like, it almost seems like even the dad had that feeling like, you know what? I kind of, I did leave this up in the basement because he would move this, the punching bag, you know, and I left it like this. I left and, and kind of like, thank God I did. Because look at, you're here now to document <laughs> this. To, you're, to his what? His insanity? Like, <laughs> right, right. You're enabling. You're a walking car accident, bike accident, whatever you we're involved in, which by the way, shook Easter. Um, Aaron had just listened to the bike accident episode and she brought up your bike accident and it really threw a pall over 
the Easter. We almost forgot that we were waiting for our Savior to come Wait, back. Why? why? <laughs> you started discussing the, the, the accident? Oh, my mother-in-law, Sarah's mom was just, is he okay? Yes. <laughs> you would have heard if he wasn't. I'm it was, good. Yeah. It was like three episodes ago. It did nothing for the ratings. We thought it would bring at least some interaction <laughs> with the fans. We, we noted that no one. So now I will tell him about how shook you were because the Brimley showed him no sort of response. <laughs> I think they thought it was completely fabricated. Maybe an early April fool. That is the hardest part about talking about it on stage too. It's just that like it, it comes across as a bit and people are like, did you really get hit by a car? Yeah, I did. I'm not like, it's right. not something you make up for a joke, you know, like there's still like, there's still like uh like bruises on my hands and stuff. And like, like, you know, not really bruises. I guess there's like, like the scrapes and gashes and stuff like where I'm holding the mic, like you can see it, you know? I mean, but people, that's the thing. Did you really get hit by a car? Like I did. Thank you for asking. Yeah. So I'm saying, good job. You know, they want to ask that question. Like, but it's, uh, I saw yeah, some, uh, people think the story is, I think, what it is. People think, well, I'm like, I got hit by a car. And they're like, what were you doing? You know, like, we're on the highway at 3 a.m. Like, what, like, what were you? Why did you get hit by a car? Yeah. There's just the fact that you can talk about it. They think you're okay. Right. Yeah. But here we are few episodes later we're still talking about it it's it's, it's a uh it's emotional <laughs> it's big just fine thank you i've had a couple follow-ups this week things are progressing nicely we're good well i saw some billboards for injury attorneys on, on the drive to michigan if you want to appreciate you <laughs> is that bit been done just people because you're driving and it's like car accident question mark like <laughs> suffering from injuries it's a total <laughs> 80s comic bit like well I'm absolutely on, i'm on the airplane i don't look out the window and see signs or plane crash <laughs> call it have you fallen out of the sky lost baggage <laughs> i have a uh, i have a friend who in college worked for a uh dui attorney you know he used to represent people who you know dui cases and uh my friend who worked for him during college would just go to bars and hand out bottle openers with his information on them. Oh, really? You want to talk about a fucking racket? You want to talk about a, you know, a, a, some sh- selling their shilling their garbage pail kids in 2020, in 2021. This is a, uh, yeah, this was like in the 90s. He would just, uh, he's like, yeah, I just go to the bars every night. That was my job. I'd get paid to, you know, uh, yeah. set them out every box of these uh, bottle openers with the DUI lawyer's information on them. And, and why do you guys have that reputation? <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, that's what I do. I just I go, go to Taco Bell at the, the drive through lane, see the cars lined up, and I just pass out business cards. You're going to need this. You have bad habits. Here you go. Call me. You got to get a hustle, man. It's a hustle, right? That's it. So, yeah, I just thought the guy was, I don't know. Did you like it? I thought the pretender was good. You know, I, I thought like it was, it was interesting. It kept my attention. I'm glad. Uh, thank you also for the recommendation to the Brimley who recommended it. Um, yeah, I thought it was worth seeing. But like by the end, it was like, I get it. Like the dude's a little, a little out there. There's sad moments like when he's, uh, like when he's, uh, you know, at the restaurant. 
Right. And he's like, so you for the breakfast or like for the Rocky? And they're like, for the breakfast. Oh, okay. I'm like, just they just showed like every table like that, you know. Like they they tugged at heartstrings a little bit, you know. They they made us feel for the guy, and then they 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 played the game a little bit. Yeah, feel for the guy, and you know he, he does a good impression. And it was right up our alley as far as the recommendation, solid recommendation. Um, for sure. But also just kind of, we can laugh at it too, right? A little bit. Absolutely. You got to be able to. And it had a happy ending at the very end of the movie. He's talking to Salone, which is like, you know, his dream, like trying to become friends with the guy. He sent him the book he wrote, you know, just kind of like cuts into a conversation with the two of them. I didn't see that. So did he did talk to him? Did they build that up or did they have like audio of it? That was weird. Like they kind of just showed like snippets of it at, like in the credits. I, I kind of, I mean, I kind of faded out by the end also, if I'm being very honest. I don't, I'm a, I'm a pretender in saying that I watched it because the last few minutes are a little dicey, but they, uh, they kind of just cut to the snippets of him and Stallone having a conversation and uh, it seemed fairly normal which was the other part of it that was cool. It wasn't like, you know, remember in Rocky? Remember remember your dog's name? Like, it wasn't like that type of stuff. It was just Stallone talking and, you know, and like just telling him stories and everything. And he was just listening attentively. It wasn't like creepy or weird at all. So that was cool. Dude, I just saw that they're maybe talking about another Rocky. Stallone's entertaining the idea of a, of a prequel to Rocky. Maybe this guy will get a cameo. Maybe now that they're buddies... Now that they're, you know, what kind of remind me of too is uh, Julie and Julia, like that that woman that was uh, doing all the Julia child recipes. Like she was obsessed yeah. with Julia, and all she wanted to do was meet Julia. And then at the end, Julia was like, "Huh? No, I'm good." <laughs> Shirt that Julia Childs wore on the, uh, you know, on her first TV appearance. I got to get that. Like she wasn't that far, at least, right? Right. And she was a writer. She had her own life. She had like, you know, a, a career. And this was like one year of her life. This this has taken over. I mean, look at the dad. Look at the basement. It's uh, <laughs> it's been a long road. I'm glad he met Stallone. Now I kind of want to see that yeah. part. I feel like that could be its own documentary. Just uh, the like because his anxiety and everything leading up to talking to Stallone. You know what I mean? Like that would be that'd be a nice little sequel here. Right. That's that's the movie I want to see, not the Rocky prequel. I want to see the uh more more of those two in the, in the same room together. <laughs> Dude, so who you got in the final? By the time this this is going to drop the morning after the game. That game was insane though, wasn't it? It was insane. I will say a big congratulations to Gonzaga. I feel like by the time this episode drops, they will be the national champions. You think so? I don't think Baylor can do it. I, they're uh, they're a good team, but the Zags. I mean, first undefeated season. If they win this, first undefeated team to go through and win it in a very long time. Very cool to see. And Gonzaga is a Jesuit school, correct? I believe that is correct. The Zags. All right, here they go. Yeah, it's going to be um, a great game. That it's going to be hard to top that one. You know, sometimes after you win a big game like that, though, it's like a little bit of a letdown. I would like to see, yeah. them, uh, see them win it, though. All right, man. I know we don't have any reviews, so we'll start to close. I was going to throw this fast back to you. I was looking at, like, famous birthdays and famous deaths. I saw Merle Haggard pop up. Merle Haggard, born and died on the same day. Died on his birthday. Really? Which wow. did 
did happen to other celebrities too. I saw William Shakespeare, I believe, was a birthday death, which is poetic. <laughs> makes you wonder, like, what the hell happened? Like, was it was it after the party? Was it an accident? <laughs> was it a, a balloon animal bursting his face? <laughs> Died blowing out the candles. He didn't have the lung capacity. Dying on your birthday is not. Can you imagine it? engraving the headstone you can say i just want to make sure i got this right you got two you got april 6th twice here really makes sense right it's got to happen all the time. i mean you have a one in 365 chance of that happening you know yeah it doesn't doesn't happen too often that's too bad but anyway significant i always confuse merle haggard and waylon jennings why i feel like waylon jennings is way more uh popular than the hag in like uh in the you know pop culture and everything but merle haggard i mean big hits right right both of them names you don't really hear a lot like a lot of babies being born named waylon or merle. no dudes like merle i know a couple of, of lady merles but not uh not on the gentleman's side <laughs> oh you do I know a couple Lady Merle. We got to close it out here. I know you got to probably blow up some Merles. Send some some text out. All right, man. Anything you want to promote? No, my man. I uh, thanks to everyone who came out this past weekend to see me. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can do it again safely and distance soon. Yeah, everyone. Have a great week. We will be back next Tuesday with some more all over the place. Bye, Brimleys. See ya.